Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and this is News You Can Use. Um, I have part two of Rosa Corey's UN Exposure. Spider webs going from your face to the, you know, the keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about dystopian, dystopian images. I mean, you know, these people aren't playing. How can you eat and taste it if it's not there? Well, you know, that's, and, and this is kind of funny because thinking about Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, where uh, if you remember that, that book, which I do remember very well, um, you'd go to the movie theater and your chair would be a, a thing called a, you know, you'd go to the, you wouldn't go to the movies, you'd go to the feelies and you would feel everything in your chair, including, you know, like all kinds of stimulation, if you get my meaning, and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, you could probably, they'll probably find a, you know, electrode thing that makes you think you're full, you know. I'm full. I ate, even though you haven't eaten for a week, you know. And I mean, of course, what better way to control it? Certainly a good diet, huh? <laughs> really, where is it when I need it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> So going back to climate change, yeah, this is, of course, something that everybody talks about. This is the official narrative. Even scientists are coming out saying that, well, this is man-made climate change. There is this CO2 scare. This is what everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but most people probably believe. So please talk about why they would do that. Why would they tell such a major lie if it in fact is a lie? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know what I say is, I don't know if it's a lie or not. I suspect, of course, that it is. But uh, whether it is or not, they would have invented it because it's so useful. Uh, Because you you can't move a whole world into a totalitarian uh, state uh, you know, into into one world governance, you can't you can't do that. Uh, you know, by you know consensus, that's not going to happen. So you have to terrorize the population. I think that's you know kind of where I was going with talking about how Agenda Twenty One requires uh, uh, you know terror, and so global uh, climate change is glo- requires global terror. So climate change is global. And it's terrorizing you, and it will. It, it, and so, if you're told that the only way to save the planet is to uh, have a totalitarian state, well, you're going to go, okay, save us, yes, please. You know, so that's the thing is, uh, you know, you see people, the Extinction Rebellion people and stuff like that, you know, gluing their butt, which you know, I think they're a corporate construct, uh, you know, gluing their butts to you know doors and things like that, and children terrorized seven eight-year-old children terrorized running out of school you know uh, with signs trying advocating for things they don't understand because they're literally they are literally terrorized and that's the way that you you know it's a tool how about the swedish 16 year old girl greta thunberg who's been heavily promoted all over the world meeting with world leaders and speaking on national and international television all the time please talk about her do you think that she believes what she's saying is she talk is she telling the truth or not or who is feeding her then yeah, uh, I don't know. In fact, that's what I meant when I was, you know, kind of joking around. We will never forgive you. You know, it's like, uh, just think about this for a sec. You know, I, I do want to talk about her and, you know, and climate 
change, of course, but just think about what is the worst possible thing. I don't have children, but uh, you know, it does, you don't need to have them to know this. What's the worst possible fear that a parent has is that their child will look at them and say, you have screwed me up so bad that I am never going to forgive you. That's it. You really blew it. And so no one wants to hear that. And here's a child standing up, uh, obviously being manipulated because you know you would never receive that kind of press and that kind of recognition if you weren't part of the plan um and telling people telling adults you have destroyed you are killing us you need to do everything you can to stop this uh it's the new children's crusade right it's a new children's crusade crusade they're being manipulated and uh, we'll never forgive you if you don't uh reduce your carbon emissions to zero within the next five years a, a literal impossibility for the world but it allows for full terrorism and think about this I did talk about uh, getting children from the age of zero to seven and you'll you know it's going to take you a, a you'll that's an a, that's a person who grows to adulthood uh, with a with a um, with a steel cask around them you it's very hard to break through that kind of indoctrination and it's not just seven years of course you get it uh, from pre-kindergarten all the way to postgraduate school and then beyond lifelong learning uh, everything you're getting is uh, directing you towards uh, you know towards sustainable development agenda 21 plan so these people are uh, you know whether she's a you know I don't know a poor thing you know whatever I mean she's terrorized she believes it whatever her parents have corporate backing connections you know it doesn't it almost doesn't you almost don't have to have that anymore because so many of these people have been indoctrinated that you know you can pick any kid off the street and they're going to tell you that same stuff and so uh to break through that you know we've let it go a long time to reach those young people is a is a very difficult thing to do at this point but i i do believe that we can still do this uh, because every, and I want to talk about individualism and liberty. But just to jump in there before you go on with that as well, you also see famous people who are certainly known to be individualists, such as the very famous Jane Fonda being arrested two or three times, perhaps, being a climate activist as well now. Yeah, there's Jane out there getting arrested, you know, joking around with the people who put the little plastic thingy around her wrist, and then she goes to the plaza for dinner, you know. It's like, this is some crap. It's total, you know, and who is she married to? Ted Turner. Just think about Ted Turner, okay? Ted Turner is a huge, huge supporter of the United Nations, uh, runs the United Nations Foundation or funds it. Well, they're not married anymore. I know they're not married anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? I mean, the fact is they were, and, you know, they're still great pals, I'm sure. Anyway, it, you know, these people, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, she's all she is is a, um, you know, maybe she's getting some money. Jane Fonda has always been a political activist. Yeah, I know that. She was at Hanoi Jane and all that stuff. I know that, and the and you know these are these are people who they love that you know I mean I don't care where you are in the world the socialist worldview is that the human being man is man is bad and we're going to make him better and this is why we need to talk about individualization individuals because this is the climate change story and this is what you need to know is that human beings are bad man is bad and we need to make man better we need to make man. We're not talking about gender here. We need we need to make humans, human people, whatever, uh, 
global citizens. And a global citizen is a citizen of nothing. You are not a citizen uh, when you're a global citizen. You are a, a tool. So uh, it, the the concept of okay, well, are we done with Jane Fonda? Because you know, really, all of these people are just—they're uh, either tools or they're willing advocates because they're either getting paid, they're getting uh, market share, they're getting recognized. Uh, you know, they get something out of it. Maybe they do believe it. Well, if a lot of people and scientists are saying, coming up, saying there is a genuine problem with CO two and that it is man made then a lot of people, and certainly people who are known to be political activists, may want to do something about this or for this. But a lot of alternative scientists and also very well-educated and respected scientists who are not allowed to speak on the mainstream news have come out and said that, well, there is some kind of ongoing climate change. It is a natural... Uh, process. It is something that's always been there. It always will be there and it will continue to be like that. But it's not something we have to worry about. It's uh, it's a natural process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that that's probably the case. Uh, it looks like it from, you know, from what you look at. Um, but, you know, that's it's irrelevant, you know. I mean, that's why it doesn't matter how many scientists you have saying, hey, wait a second, I don't think that's right. Because, uh, you know, I'll tell you why. Because here's the deal. You think you're in the community, the community. Okay, so in this case, it's the global community. You think you're part of any community. You're not. Uh, If you dissent, you are not. You suddenly find yourself kicked out of the nest. You're not part of the community. Dissent drops you out of the community. So you've got to be tough and strong and brave to do this work. So um, so if you just, you know, so this is the global community. So the idea is that you're, uh, the individual is measured against the rights of the global community, which are uh, always outweigh the individual. So you can have, uh, you can have thousands of scientists saying, wait a second, this, you know, I don't buy this. Uh, because you have 95% of the world's scientists and therefore you're in the minority. You know, this is real democracy, right? This is mob rule. Uh, I remind you that the United States, uh, you know, in in our very fine document, which is unfortunately uh, ignored at this point, uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, we're guaranteed the rights we were born with. These are not privileges. They cannot be taken away. We were born with them. Rights uh, the, the global citizen rights are rights are not rights; they are privileges and punishments, and so they can be taken away or given uh, indiscriminately uh, under the you know control of your rulers. So, the global citizen, uh, when you're going against the global community, whether you're going whether you're a scientist or whatever you are, if you don't go with the the dominant uh, mindset, then you are uh, you know you're a dissenter. You're marginalized, you're smeared, you're attacked. And these days, there is a term called climate change denier. Mm-hmm. Almost like a reference to being a Holocaust denier. I'm so glad that you noticed that. Because that is exactly... The, the thing is, this is what I call Agenda 21 the biggest uh, public relations scam in the history of the world. Now, they brought their A-team, 
you're not going to see the A-team, the, you know, the best people in your town, in your little town, but the people who've designed this plan are the best. And they have the very best public relations jargon people out there in the world. And of course, they are going to use uh, your, you know, your, your media celebrities because that's who sells the plan. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, you know, this is how the thing is designed is, uh, you know, you're going to be marginalized and attacked, you're going to be, and smeared. So you're a denier. You're a climate change denier, Holocaust denier, you know, I mean, it's there's the, the link there. And the term conspiracy theorists were invented, uh, or at least entered the scene, and supposedly invented by the CIA after the Kennedy assassination in 1963, when people started questioning who was behind it. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah, because, you know, certainly uh, the CIA has access to and, uh, you know, was connected all through the educational system. They had, you know, the, the philosophers, the, uh, you know, this is the way the plan is designed. Uh, you have to sell it to the people. So is this climate change agenda that you talk about that you say is not real and not at all the way that we are being told through the media, is that actually a UN Agenda 21 action plan a Club of Rome initiative? Uh, you remember that uh, Club of Rome came out with, in 1972, they came out with Limits to Growth, right? If you haven't seen that book, I suggest you go find one. They were, they were literally, they were everywhere when I was a teen, young teenager and starting to think about you know life and what I was going to do and limits to growth stopped me from having children and I'm not the only one this was I was the hippie generation a lot of us did not have kids so this is not you didn't stop yourself from having children because you're openly um, gay well actually you know not to talk about myself but I I, I was uh, <clears throat> you know you might call me bi now if you think about that but I was married twice before uh, to men Oh, I started my I started my my uh, my partnership life uh, with men, and uh, and I you know and I was uh, with men until I was in my uh, late twenties, and married twice. Um, but so yeah, and besides that, you know, lesbians can have babies too. We we still have our you know a lot of gay people have kids, but uh, in fact, we maybe we, we may be more having kids than straight people at this point. So that was not really the reason because of your sexuality and you were with men at the time. So that was not the reason why you didn't have children. It was because you actually discovered this so-called Club of Rome plan. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm older than you are. <clears throat> I know you don't realize you may not, you, you wouldn't know this, but okay. So here I am. I'm like, you know, 17, whatever. 16, 15, and here comes this book, Club of Rome, uh, from the Club of Rome called Limits to Growth, and it was a small book, and this was the uh, period of time that uh, ZPG, Zero Population Growth, came out, and it was very big. It was like, you know, uh, everyone knew about it. It was like, you are killing the planet. You're exceeding the carrying capacity of the planet. You cannot have children because you are destroying the planet. And we need to, uh, you know, it, so this is an old plan, right? And the Club of Rome was a secret society formed in 1968, I believe, in Rome and with these movers and shakers and uh, the 
people from the elite, so to speak, and then this book came out in 1972. Is that is that how it is? To just to set the scene. And the Club of Rome was, you know, th what their thing was, you know, they were the yeah the so-called elites, uh, the the people who you know were the self-styled controllers, the those who were in the position of power, those people who were so wealthy, the people with, of extreme wealth were able, of course, to pay for people to develop a philosophy that worked with what it was that they wanted to do, which was control the planet. Because money by itself is nothing. You really need the power. You need power to go with it. So uh, the Club of Rome said, we need, a, uh, we need something that's global because we want to affect the entire world. So the first thing that they worked on was population. They started, that was their first, before climate change, this was their terror thing. And that, that was, you know, so I'm in the, I'm in the, you know, phase one of the thing where they said, okay, we're going to throw this one out there. We're going to terrorize an entire generation of people and think that they're ruining the planet and that they can't have kids because, oh my goodness, look what's going to happen if you do. You're, you know, there's not going to be anything to eat. Because they say we are overpopulated. Yes. And they are, what, trying to impose a depopulation plan? Yeah, well, you know, the story at that time was, of course, that was, uh, it was peak oil came a little around that period, a little late, later, maybe. But, uh, you know, yeah, basically, you were using it up. You know, this is, uh, this is the whole, this is the whole story, isn't it? You know, you, the, the earth is finite, you were using it up. Uh, we're exceeding the carrying capacity of the planet because you are having too many children, you are breathing too much air, you're using too much water, you're using too much energy, you're driving your car, you're using up the land. You can't, you know, Uh, and I, I tell you, this story is a lot easier to sell in, I know, very overpopulated or densely packed areas like uh, certain areas in Europe. Do you think that we have enough resources for everybody on the uh, on the planet? Yes, unquestionably. Yes, I do. Yes. And, you know, uh, Mal, <clears throat> you know, Mal, uh, I think people should also familiarize themselves with Mal. It's extremely interesting. You will uh, really be glad if you study the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution. What is Mao? Mao. Oh, Mao. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Chinese, the former Chinese uh, dictator. Yes, Mao Zedong, the dictator who, uh, with the Great Leap Forward and uh, the Cultural Revolution, uh, I, I so encourage people to, to read some things about that and What, the best things to read, if you want to read a pretty excellent book, phenomenal book, called, read Life and Death in Shanghai. Life and Death in Shanghai, and it's by Nan Cheng. Uh, and, uh, and of course, read Gulag Archipelago by uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. So, um, I mean, these are books that, you know, they, it's not like you don't have to read 1984. You can read an actual book about what it really looked like in a real, actual dystopian situation. What are what are these books all about, just briefly? Yeah. Well, what these books are about is about where we're headed. Because, see, it's pretty hard to impose full totalitarianism on a free world. Uh, and that, you know, of course, is what most, a lot of our countries are, are somewhat free at this point. But uh, Mao was a dictator, and so, of course, was Stalin. So when you have full control, and, you know, I mean, I could get into the nation state and things that are wrong with the nation state, but basically you have full control when you're the dictator. You have control of your of your little 
you know, your little patch of land there. Uh, so you can kill 60 or 100 million of your people. And uh, Mal, okay, now this is a really important thing that, I, that I've been wanting to talk about during our, our chat here. Um, I want to talk about the word change, okay? And, I, and I'm not losing track. I'm, and every, by the way, every single thing I've talked about is about United Nations Agenda 21, Sustainable Development. I've never gone off topic. So, um, all right. So when you talk about change, now we think we know what change is. You know, change is, you know, going from one thing to the other, and right? A difference from, from one element to another, whatever, change. Change is really a jargon term. What change and transformation really are is destruction of the old way, destruction of the old way. Now, Stalin and Mao understood this. They were going from the old way. This was, a, you know, the 19, late, mid, to early to mid 1900s, going from the old ways to the new ways. And the, what their new way was, was destroying the old, destroying the old system. And in order to destroy a system that uh, heavily entrenched over many hundreds of years, uh, it was necessary to break it completely. And so Mao did that by uh, taking the urban people, doctors, lawyers, uh, educated people, sending them out to the countryside, bringing the uh, farmers into the urban areas, and then uh, saying to the farmers, okay, now you're a doctor, go operate and uh, and and now and the doctors out there in the fields could not practice medicine. You're out there slapping pigs. Well, there was a tremendous famine. Millions of people died, and Mal was willing and knew that this would happen in order to destroy an existing system. So when you know that people are, you know, that these were, were their own people. So okay, so this is what change is really about. Change is about just transformation and change are about destroying an existing system. The, right now, it's the nation state, destroying the existing nation state. That is where you have a voice with representative government. So, uh, so that's you know that's the ultimate plan, and that that's why you want to read Mao. Uh, you want to read about what happened during uh, the, because the Cultural Revolution was just over in the mid '60s. I mean, we're talking about very recently. A lot of people in America, especially, will be very surprised and shocked to hear that they have a similar community or a similar action plan as the communists. <laughs> I know, isn't it interesting? Yeah, in fact, uh, the plan, you know, well, let me just say, what does a plan look like? Let's talk about this for a sec. What's the plan look like in your town? Because, you know, I've told you about this and we've been talking about, you know, stuff that's you know, you, there you are in in a small village or in a town or a city, in whatever country you're in, and uh, you say, "Well, you know, I don't see the UN here, and, and I don't really know what you, sustainable development seems like a cool thing to me. I mean, isn't it about recycling and you know, reuse and conserving? You know, isn't that it's, what's wrong with that, Rosa? So uh, here's here's the deal: is that uh, that's the green mask. That's what looks good. If it didn't look good. You wouldn't fall for it. You wouldn't be pushing on it. You wouldn't be, I will never forgive you, right? You wouldn't be falling for that. So that's why it's necessary to have that green mask because we take the mask off and we've got jackboots under there and big truncheons and that's the end of your life. We don't want you to see that. We want you to go peacefully, okay? So, um, yeah, the uh, so the plan, it's a, it, it is a, it's a, you know, collectivism. It's a collectivist plan, socialist plan. 
And uh, of course, you're going to see this plan no matter what your village name is. And I'll tell you, it starts as a land use plan. Of course, it's already in your educational system, but the way you actually will see it physically in your town is as a land use plan. So, uh, and it has different names. So it might be called, in, in, in my, okay, it's, I just want to tell you this. You don't, as I said, you don't go full globalization all at once from this. You have to go to regionalization. Regionalization joins up uh, adjoining cities, adjoining counties, adjoining states, adjoining countries like the EU, and uh, and then eventually you're into a single unit. That's how it happens. It, you can't do it all at once. So uh, the other thing, though, is that a lot of those regions, they break the jurisdictional boundaries. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about, uh, you know, you think you live in, a, in, an, in an entity that you vote for. Okay, you're in a city, you're in a county, you're in a state, you're in a nation whatever you call those different uh, entities, okay, Priorish or Canton or whatever. But um, what regionalization does is it breaks through those regional boundaries where you actually have an elected elected official, where you have a um, someone representing to you, and it makes it so that there is no representative for you. You're in a political entity where you have no voice. That's the goal because the goal is to take away your voice entirely. Well, there are names for these regional plans, and you can look for your regional plan. The way to do it, the first thing you want to do, put the name of your town or your village or your county or your state or your country in with sustainability. Sustainability and regionalization or regional or and just, you know, spend some time doing this and you're going to see a lot. You're going to be inundated with stuff that you had no idea was out there. Now, the plans have names. They may be called Hanoi Regional Center 2030, Plan New York, Central, Mexico 2030, One Wakaito, One People. Uh, that's in New Zealand. Um, uh, plan Panama. Uh, th- they're all they're all the same plan, though. You look at the plan. You get a look at the actual plan. It's identical to your plan. It's the same plan all over the world. Now you might be one of those people that even thinks that's a good thing. You might still be sitting here saying to me, "Well, so what?" Because everybody obviously believe in recycling thinking that's a good thing to reuse things so that it's not too material everything is so material these days so of course we want the trees we want the green the, the green agenda because it sounds good and it looks good and it's a it seems like a very um, humane initiative I know doesn't it yeah like I say if it didn't you wouldn't go for it. It has to. And, uh, you know, so this is, so the way it, the way it, it has to work by destroying the individual's rights and rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the plan could not be possible without technology. That's why, one reason why we're seeing it, you know, we're seeing the opposition to it growing and we're seeing the plan growing at the same time. It's a race. Uh, because you couldn't have this level of, uh, of, of control and full information without technology. The Nazis, you know, IBM assisted the Nazis, right? That's what those numbers on tattooed on the arms were. 
uh, that was IBM working with the Nazis to uh, with punch cards. They used to go over there with punch cards, you know, and help the Nazis with. They built their computer system, um, but they were never. They were not able at that time. They had the not. They did not have the technological capability. So now you're being told. Now, really, check this out. You're being told that the individual is selfish, that the individual, you know, is just a selfish consumer and. We don't want to empower that. What we want to empower is the global citizen, the common good, uh, thinking about what's good for everybody. And of course, how can you be against uh, restricted energy usage, restricted water usage, uh, get out of your car, live in a high-density high uh, apartment in the center of town because that's a less, carrying, less, less weight on the planet. Then that's what you want. You want to protect and save the planet. But people can actually look into, for example, what we talked about, the Club of Rome, that manifesto, so to speak, or the book. They actually talked about in writing that they wanted to, if they wanted to have more control, they could create this idea that we uh, will have climate change. Right. Yeah, they needed something global. You know, they were like, geez, we, if we could arrange to have a, an alien land, that'd be really good, you know, uh, because we need to do something where we can affect change, where we can we can impose this plan all over the world. I mean, that takes, look at the tremendous amount. I mean, it used to be, okay, I'm admittedly, I'm old now. Or I'm an older person, uh, sort of, kind of. Um, <laughs> I'm over 50, let's say that. Now, back when I back when I used to travel, you could actually go somewhere. I lived in Guatemala, I've lived in Thailand, I've lived, you know, in, in many places, in southern Mexico, where people actually wear, they don't wear the same kind of clothing we wear. They have their traditional clothing. That's, you know, where you go somewhere and people have traditional uh, rituals or they have traditional beliefs or they have even a language that's different. Uh, that's going away. The homogenization of the planet, the standardization of the planet is necessary to fully implement this plan and you're seeing it going away. The individuation of uh, not just uh, individuals, but cultures as well. And, or you'll save a, a little tidbit of it so that it can be used for tourist purposes. Um, you know, so that's the real concept of individual individualization or individuals individualism but really what is meant to be what it should be and what we will re-erect it as and you will join me in doing this is in being individually thinking into people uh, asking questions sharing information not you know devolving into stupid fights but instead you know waiting listening to a person who is talking to you and allowing that information to come into you and asking yourself, does this make sense? How do I, what do I think about it? What framework can I put this into? And then, no, I don't like this. It doesn't work for me. Let me ask more questions. Now, what you don't want, though, is to allow someone to inundate you with a worldview that will destroy your ability to be an individual. And that's real easy. That can happen very easily, and it is happening now. So you have to uh, be, be extremely careful and intelligent about this. We are far more intelligent than we give ourselves credit for than we are given credit for. And uh, if, you, if you have difficulty reading, let me just say, let me just speak to people who might have difficulty reading. It's not your fault if you can't read. Uh, this was designed into the educational system to destroy your ability to read purposeful uh, through the uh, 
I could go into that. But if you can't read, if, you, if you're having trouble and nobody knows that you can't read, you're managing to pull it off pretty well, I really urge you, get a book on phonics or get someone to help you learn how to read. If you're an adult and cannot read, you need to read. You want to educate yourself. You can't just do it with videos. It's much faster to do it with a book. You can get a lot more information. You talked about technology and how it is used today also to implement all of these things within the UN Agenda 21 structure and plan. Please talk about another very hot topic at the moment here in 2019, the implementation and fast rollout of 5G all over the world. What are your thoughts on 5G? 5G is, okay now, all right, now I know you're really sharp. You have just heard me tell you that United Nations Agenda 21 Sustainable Development is about inventory and control. And in order to inventory, you really have to know everything that you have. In order to control, you have to know what, what's out there. Uh, it's also about data collection. It's data collection. You open the book. Uh, Agenda 21 is a real book. Uh, it's a 300-page, 40-chapter book. You, uh, and it's a green mask. You know, if you read that and you, you're, not, you're not clear on what, what the story is, you're going to think it's probably a good thing. It's not. So, but what, the key things to notice is that, and I'm going to talk about 5G, I'm, I'm not losing it, is that um, there's clauses in every, every chapter of Agenda 21 that are vital that say data sharing and data collection is important and must be done, must be done. Okay, so now what they're talking about is full data collection and full data sharing worldwide. Surveillance. Surveillance, yes, of course. Yes, and worldwide. You know, I mean, what does Bill Gates want? He wants every little uh, black, you know, every little African kid under a boabob tree to have a computer. Why? Because they want to be able to reach those kids. They, they want full surveillance, right? The thing is on when you're not in the room even. It can listen to you, whatever, you know. you, you have, Okay, you know that. But Bill Gates also talked about vaccines and how that could be used for depopulation. Right, right. And Bill Gates is just, I don't know if you, I'm sure you know that uh, Bill Gates was also talking about spraying particles into the air uh, to be able to control climate. Gee. Um, okay, so uh, these these are people, you know, these are people who really do think that they, they do control the planet, and they do. Speaking of G, 5G. <laughs> Exactly. So, thank you. (laughs) So, that's it. You know, 5G is about uh, making it more possible to have full and total surveillance. That is really what it's about. So, not only will there be, right now with 4G, you've got, uh, you know, you have your antennas around. They're, you know, they're not usually right next to your house, but they may be. But, you know, they're somewhere in your area. But with 5G, you'll need that antenna on your building. And um, 5G is Internet of Things. That means that this is where we want to go with this part of our chat, is that full control, what does that really look like? If you're talking about full control of your energy usage, your food production and usage, your water usage, you need to know. Now, I you can look at my bill and kind of get the sense that I've used a certain amount of energy or water. But how to know and control that usage? You can send me a note in the mail and say, hey, Rosa, you know, really, can you please cut down on your water usage? Or you can charge me more. 
But how about if you were actually able to shut off my water and shut my personal water without coming to my house? Well, that can already be done through your water meter, through your electricity meter. But 5G will make it much more possible to monitor what it is that you're using. Whether you have food spoilage in your refrigerator, whether you have bought too much, what you're drinking, are you drinking, uh, what you're, you know, in other words, to know even more about you. And they can measure that through these smart meters, also through the meters on in the, the Internet of Things. Yes, that's what the Internet of Things is. That's really what it's about. It's not really about so that you can be at your office and, you know, call your, uh, call your, you know, put something in there so that your, your heater turns on. You can already do that. But, you know, uh, what it's really about is that you can be monitored and controlled through your stuff so that your car can be turned off while you're driving it. And that can actually happen now through the OnStar system. So, I mean, this is, you know, how about money? Okay, now let's look at the social credit score issue in China. Because China's an early adopter of this stuff because, as their current dictator said, hey, don't bother me. You've never controlled this many people in your life. It ain't easy, and we're going to do it the way we're going to do it because we really want to be able to manage and control these people. And uh, there's a lot of bad people. We know that. You can legislate. You can jail them after the fact. But this is so much easier if you use a social credit score because uh, you start out with a certain number of points, and then you either get them de deducted or added to, depending on whether you take out your trash, help your neighbor, uh, or do what we tell you to do. So with global currency, now global currency is a concern. If you have digital currency, I don't care what you call it, it's really not important what it's called. At a certain point, they will all be rolled into one, probably. At a certain point, there will be a global currency, and it'll be digital. You'll never see the actual coin. You won't, you know, in spite of the fact that it's fiat money at this point, no question about it, uh, it's still a thing. I can, I can go buy something from you personally without anyone knowing that I bought it. And, uh, and you can take that and put it in your pocket and use it to buy something else from someone without anyone knowing. That is over. That is ended with digital currency, with, you know, whatever you call it, Bitcoin, whatever it is. That is ended. So is Bitcoin not a good thing? I don't think it is. Maybe I don't have a full, you know, I think that uh, blockchain... You know, man, they can they invent this stuff just to make the plan possible. If you keep your eye on the end game ball, which is full and total control of the entire planet through a single central unit, what's better than blockchain? Blockchain traces every single transaction from the beginning all the way through. You can't do that with a dollar bill. You can do you cannot okay? Also, I can shut off. You think you've got a lot in your wallet. You think nobody can get in there. That, you know, I'm sorry, Satoshi Nakashi, whatever, who the hell believes that? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. You know, uh, but, you know, I don't, do I have all the answers? No, I am here telling you what's real and what's going on. You might disagree with me. That's okay. Uh, prove it to me. Uh, I think global currency is a way to control us even further. And it makes perfect sense. Centralized currency, 
uh, and uh, everything centralized and digitized. That means you will not, you want to go make a run on your bank and get your money out? Forget it. There's no bank. There is no bank. It doesn't exist anywhere. We shut the, we shut the switch and that's that. So back to 5G, what are the possible dangers and health effects of electromagnetic radiation and frequencies? There's a tremendous amount of documentation. There are people who are sensitive, more sensitive than others, who are already telling you, yes, there are issues with health. Um, and, you know, another thing is that, you know, I mean, we can get into health in itself is also an element of control. DNA, of course, you know, you give up your DNA, uh, whether you're talking about vaccines or you're talking about, uh, you know, the danger that uh, you will be personally targeted or specific age groups or specific phenotypes or whatever are targeted uh, is much easier to do. So this radiation can make you very sick. Is that what you're saying? I have concerns about it. Uh, I don't. I, I don't use a microwave oven. There are certain things, but you know, I I don't put my phone up against my head. I did get. I actually did get an iPhone. Uh, unfortunately, because of my work, I really didn't want to. But um, you know, but uh, I try not to adopt the stuff. You know, and and there are people who are experts in this, and I do listen to them. Things you can't see <clears throat> are difficult because they're harder to prove. Agenda twenty one is very easy because you can see it. And you can prove it. There's no question about it. Things you can't see are difficult because, um, for instance, the Semmelweis effect. Okay, that was the doctor in the 1800s who said, hey, there's a thing called germs. When you go around and you, uh, when you're a doctor and you operate and you go from one person to the other, you can actually spread disease. And he was totally laughed out of the profession. He ended his life in a mental institution uh, because germs could not be seen. And it was, you know, not believed. So uh, I would say that uh, the things about our body, we are electric beings, we are the body electric, we are water, uh, we can certainly be uh, affected by, and the question, the issue is, if you don't know for sure if it's going to harm the population, Agenda 21 even has the precautionary principle right there in it. It says, if a thing is suspected or could possibly cause harm in the absence of proof that it can cause harm it must not be used okay that's right there in agenda 21 but you don't see the precautionary principle you know i mean it, people say oh this goes against agenda 21 how come they don't haul it out and use it against the thing that they're well because that that thing's in there to get you it's it's in there to attack you not to attack them so that's why i'm saying yes it, it very well it looks like a, yet another way to manipulate injure and kill the populace because hey there's there are too many of us on the planet as far as they're concerned they don't really not necessary so do you think that some people suspect that 5g is also used in order to connect the human mind to ai artificial intelligence which we talked about early on anything that can be done will be done and that's that's a that's a major concern you know that if, if it's possible it will be used so on to another topic which may be a little bit interesting for you as well You've spoken openly about being a lesbian and also being a feminist. So 
is the UN Agenda 21 and UN Agenda 2030 plan also part of orchestrating the so-called transgender agenda and post-feminism or what some people call, call neo-feminism under the guise of positive equality between the sexes but really uh, an agenda to separate the two sexes male and female empowering women disempowering men and creating several hundreds of different sexual identities what are your thoughts on this yeah no it's a total manipulation gay people are being used and uh and and this is uh, you know i of course i see this myself certainly, and I've been watching it for years, uh, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, there's something, the media is enforcing this, uh, this, it's a designed social and socially enforced uh, kind of an emotional fragility, right, that's so-called individualism. This this is not really individualism. This is really fragmentation and uh, fragmentation of the individual and the the, the body politic and and human beings. Separating the sexes in that way in possibly, is that also maybe part of a depopulation plan? Uh Yeah, I love to talk about that. In fact, uh, you know, first of all, it is child abuse to uh, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many others, to uh, to assist a, a, a prepubescent child uh, with puberty blockers in order to uh, to, to change their gender. Um, uh, in my opinion, it also sterilizes the child. How do you even know totally what you want to be if you want to change your sex? I mean, when people grow up, then maybe they feel that they are in the wrong body and want to change their sex, but then they have to really think about it in order to take such a drastic decision and, and to, to, to really change it. But how can a little child know anything about what they want to be or how their identity is? Yeah, I, I really, I really want to get, you know, here's the deal with this. Uh, I told you what change is, transformation is about destroying the old system. And we're not just talking about destroying, you know, a system. We're talking about destroying everything, everything, where you literally don't even know what sex you are, where you have to apologize, where I have to say, I'm not a woman, I'm a cis woman. Um, and this is, you know, as a, as a lesbian, I'm an out gay person, uh, you know, big deal. Um, I am finding that, you know, okay, my wife is, uh, uh, you know, she's a general contractor. She's a big, tall woman. Uh, She has her hair cut short because it's easier to deal with. Um, She's been called sir uh, at times, you know, know, and, you know, it comes with the territory for a lot of people. So you're the woman in that relationship. Yeah, right. No, I wear the pants. No, I mean, obviously, you know, we don't do, we're not doing gender roles, uh, and I never have, and I think it's silly. It's really silly, actually. The whole, it is sad. It's actually pathetic. But they talk about 270 different sexual identities now, right? Okay, my partner's a general contractor. Well, she was, she's been making, uh, she's been building stuff since she made hamster cages when she was six years old. That's just her thing, okay? Um, she likes it. She does it. She's really good at it. Um, she told, uh, we have had these discussions. I, I said at the age of nine, if you'd been given the opportunity to trans, to, to trans, you know, to, to be a man, 
would you have done it? And she said, yes, I would have. And uh, she said, but now, you know, I'm, I, I am so glad that I didn't do that um, because I am a woman. I'm, I want to be a woman. I am a woman who builds stuff. And I am a woman who goes out and speaks. And so my hair is long. Does that mean, I mean, I look a certain way. So that, so uh, I could just as easily cut off all my hair and, you know, wear army boots and, you know, and be an elevator uh, mechanic. You know, that doesn't change my gender. That does not, I mean, it doesn't change my sex. The other thing is that, uh, you know, one thing that you'll see, and you might not know this if you're not, you know, part of the so-called uh, gay community, which isn't any real community at all, is that, um, uh, lesbians are being marginalized by this whole transgender thing because, you know, a lot of people think that they, you know, well, I, I, I kind of feel like a man, you know, oh, well, what does that really mean, feeling like a man? This is, you know, a very 1950s construct. So if you think you feel like a man, if you're a boy who'd rather play with dolls, why does that mean anything besides that you're a boy who'd like to play with dolls? So uh, if you're a girl who wants to have sex with another girl, you know, you're, you're not going to be getting real parts that work, I'm sorry to tell you. So if you do these transfers, it's not really going to work for you. What it's really about is it's going to sterilize you. It's going to destroy. Uh, it's destroying your, your, uh, your culture because and your language because think about that if i'm going to be really annoyed that you didn't call me she her whatever and instead you, you didn't call me z zem z you know creating a new language that is absolute just think about this for a minute let me run with this for a second because just think about it your your 19th century 20th century books are not designed like that are you going to have full book burnings because you had a book called little women are you going to, you know, so in other words, if you take offense, if you, if you mistake this fragmentation of the, of the person for individualization and individualism, then won't you be offended by any book that has come before 2019? And that means you will say, burn that book because it's talking about, you know, uh, gender roles or whatever. And this, we don't accept that. Being offended is the big thing at the moment, right? Yes, and this is a construct. It's a manipulation. This is really about destroying your culture. It's about destroying your literature, destroying your language, destroying how you interact with people. About it's it's a huge block between people. And also the let's just say normal or whatever term you want to put on it, average or usual uh, relationships between men and women as well, right? Yeah. Hey, if you want, you know, how boring you want to, you want to be straight and have children. I mean, you're just so uncool. And just the idea that, uh, you know, I mean, even I, you know, I, I could just say this, it sounds ridiculous, but yeah, as a, you know, as a, I said this a couple times as a lesbian, I'm like the old white man of the gay community because, uh, you know, I'm, oh, you're just, you're just a lesbian, you know? I mean, that's like so vanilla. It's so uninteresting. It's so, you know, un, unindividuated. You know, and this whole thing about look at me, look at me. I am an important, I am so important that I am going to screw up your entire school system, your entire uh, building structures because I want, you know, uh, because of what I want. And th this is, it's really about distracting people. And, uh, and it's not about developing a, a sensitivity and an intelligence. Instead, it's about terrorizing a populace so that they're literally afraid to relate to one another. 
So is this part of an imbalanced feminist political agenda created by the same people who are behind the whole Club of Rome initiative, maybe other secret societies, and UN Agenda 21? Yeah, boy, does that suck, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I, I mean, I have, I'm, I'm who, I'm saying everything that I'm saying, and I also have my own life, my own past, coming up as, you know, in the 60s, 70s as a feminist, uh, saying, you know, I came into a, a structure, a government structure, where the only women who'd been in there before were secretaries. I was one of the very first. Um, you know, I was one of the first people who was doing, had the career that I had, first women. But there are good things and bad things in everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's not about equality because that should be there, of course. Absolutely. Yes, and that is the empowerment of the individual. But what we're seeing now, this is still the green mask. This is still the mask. This is what, this is what happens when it's distorted. This is the distortion. It's warped. By modern education, it's a crabbed, distorted image of man that we are seeing now. And so this is what's it's literally destroying our ability to, to connect with one another, to relate with one another. And yes, feminism, you know, because people, it's like, a, you know, post-feminism, post-modernism. Uh, this is what happens is that, uh, you know, and post-truth. You know, this is what happens, is that you can't, you actually are unable to reach people because they have surrounded themselves in the, with people who think the same way that they do, and they're so busy uh, fighting, and this is the kind of fighting you don't want to do, because this is not empowering fighting. This is fighting that digs you into a deep hole and puts a lid over you. So they're also taking something good and distorting it and using it for something very negative. To, for control right exactly so i could say i'm a feminist and you know and a lot of people you know everybody's at this point almost everybody looks at that and thinks well that's a terrible thing how could you possibly consider yourself and for me i'm old school you know i think hey but a lot of people will probably say oh she's a feminist because she's a lesbian yeah no i was a feminist before i was a lesbian some people say that this feminist political agenda, not about equality, is about disarming, disempowering men who are mostly, of course not, look at you, sir, who is in the truth movement trying to do this, but a lot of people who are waking up to these controversial truths and researching this are largely men, although there are many women as well. But a lot of people who are trying to change the system because they don't believe the official narrative anymore are men. And some expect, suspect, or speculate that that is the agenda behind this feminist agenda of 2019. Absolutely. And I will tell you how this works, okay? Yes, you're right. Um, <clears throat> so think about, okay, now we just keep coming back. To what is Agenda 21? It is the plan to inventory and control everything on the planet, including human beings. Now, uh, it's also a transfer of wealth uh, because, uh, you know, the, a lot of the planet uh, is living with, you know, not enough or barely enough. And those of us in the most more developed nations, the, the UN calls them the developed nations and the lesser developed nations, those of us living in the developed nations have way more than we need. 
uh, it's more than you need. If you have two toilets in your house, that's more than you need. If you have more than your bedroom, that's more than you need. So um, in order to level the planet, in order to bring the lesser developed nations, and I'm getting to white white men primarily, um, uh, transfer of, of, uh, of wealth is necessary. Now, uh, we're talking about the people who own the planet already. They, I mean, they have real wealth, but they don't want... If you have anything, you're a threat to them. You need, they want you to have exactly enough to buy their goods. And that's it. So if you have more than that, you have too much. That's why you have to move into that smart growth unit in the center of your town. So men. Now, who owns most of everything on the planet? It's mostly men. Men have the money. And it's mainly white men. Men have the money. So we have to demonize men we have to uh through you know various ways of manipulating them we're attacking small business owners small property owners uh small you know people who are you know not mega people and many of them are men uh we're moving them into a, you know a, a, we're bringing them down we're listening to them less we're respecting them less we are uh, angry towards them because they have and we don't so the thing is then it's we're justified in taking it away from them and giving it to who uh, in agenda 21 it says to the women women and children and ethnic minorities so uh, that and it's right in there empowering women children and ethnic ethnic minorities that is also in UN agenda 21 yeah it is yeah that to empower the women children and ethnic minorities well okay well I, I'm just going to digress for a half a second and say that children are what I call the five eyes this is why they get used and you might say that uneducated people are this they are inexperienced okay they're uh, impulsive they're impatient and they're ignorant okay ignorant so children, of course, are ignorant. They're just new on the planet. They don't know anything. All they know is what they're told. So, uh, and oftentimes educated people or uneducated people are like that too. And oftentimes those will be women, women and ethnic minority people, people who are not educated, don't even know how to read. So these are people who are easy to move and manipulate. And men oftentimes are the most educated. They are the have the most wealth and therefore we need under this plan to take it away from them. But men are also marginalized more more so than women. They're, men are also the homeless and the people who are often become drug addicts or have a really, really tough life uh, where perhaps women are more in the middle uh, section of society. Yeah, well, men, of course, are going to, you know, I mean, this is going to, this is going to hit men in a lot of ways very heavily, the, the whole, the, the way the plan is designed. To, the plan is designed to disempower the power, the powered and empower sort of the powerless, uh, except, you know, that is just a manipulation. You really aren't going to get, you get the illusion of power while you're doing the bidding of those who want, you know, to have full control. And then, of course, you won't have any power either. In order to make women more masculine and men more feminine? Although both sexes have both sides to their personality. You know, I mean, I don't even know what's feminine and masculine. I think that whole thing is just silly. You know, I, I mean, the what are we in the 50s? You know, where you, you have a, a you know, you're, you're supposed to wear a dress now if you're if you're if you're a transgender man, uh, uh, you know, identifying as a woman, you have to wear a dress. That's stupid. You know, 
I just told you, my wife's a woman. She's a woman. She does stuff that you might consider that uh, men do. So what? This is, you know, this is what's not re- really being said and what really needs to be said to children. Uh, you know, and if we really loved children and really cared about children and weren't using them, we would say you can wear any color you want. You can play with any toy you want. You can dress up any way you want. You can do whatever you want. You can look and you can be a little boy who does flower arranging. What does that mean? You're queer. It doesn't. You can even like other boys. That that doesn't mean that you're a woman. It's you know these are the things that this is this whole plan is designed to destroy, destroy culture, transform, transformation, and change 